Good morning, everybody. Damaged Goods, rewriting program, Eric Kaiser. Let's get back into it. Coming up to the to the deeper moments of my life, to the hardcore left turns. The things I look back at now as I know who I am as a being and go, Dear God, what the hell did you do in a past life? Or, Dear God... Why did you want to experience this? As young kids, we always find ourselves in situations that, you know, I look back, I was in a lot of them. Look back at your life. You know the situations I'm talking about. The ones that you come out of and you just kind of shake your head like, Lordy, right? Well, this one was a seven-year head shake. What happened to me at 18 altered my life for a long time. And I had just turned 18, you know, just really got my mojo flowing in high school, really started to just kind of like click with certain people. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't clicking with the highest vibrations, right? I was still a kid from a rough town in a school that looked at all of us like drug addicts, or at least looked. that was a program, right? <laughs> that's what, that's why I led myself to believe as a kid. Now, is that the case? Well, when you learn about reality of life and what's really going on, and we all pretty much have our own experience of reality, then there's your answer to that. But what happened to me, you know, what I went through, I couldn't imagine going through this in, in present day. It would literally rip somebody apart to shreds and they would die, <laughs> what I went through. Um, you know, probably typical town story. You know, you always see those stories where, High school football teams, cheerleaders, people are getting drunk, things are happening, you know, just craziness. Well, there was a pit party one night. And unfortunately, I decided to go to this pit party. It was with a younger, really low vibration side of Hamilton. And I'll talk about vibration a lot because it just comes down to people's parenting, you know. Who are they coming from? What's the values? You know, what's going on in their life? That's the vibration, right? Well, long story short, there's a girl there that a buddy of mine dated for a long time. I mean, this girl didn't get along too well. It was just, I was that friend, you know, and she was that girlfriend. She was the, you know, I guess every town has these people. And I hate to talk about this like this because it's just, it's a freaking program. But, you know, in my reality, she was the easy girl of the town. You know what I mean? She was the one at a young age already kind of had a name, you know, and uh, I'll never forget this damn night, but you know, we get to the party, here she comes, bottle of absolute, like a whole bottle, a big one, like a liter, 1.5, whatever the hell alcohol is, the bigger ones, absolute, we all know what the hell absolute is, um, and just downs this thing, like chugging it, long story short, Alcohol does what it's meant to do, and it takes this girl out like the planes took out friggin' the Trade Center building, which I hope y'all don't believe that one either. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she passed out. And being, you know, 20 young children back there, right, don't ever think you're an adult at 18. It's a scam. <laughs> Far from an adult at 18. Just another friggin'. Just another design. Just another design. We'll get into that. But um, 
you know, just craziness because still to this day, you don't know what really ever happened, but long story short, you know, we were kids, you know, riding quads, kicking dirt on her, like just dumb shit. Um, you know, a couple kids wanted to do the, oh, let me see your booby thing. And, you know, we, we promptly stopped things like that. Just stupid, right? And, uh, you know, there's even moments where you had to roll people over to make sure they're not going to puke and die. And some of us had enough sense for that. Right? Uh, what a friggin' nightmare this turned out to be. Just being a kid thinking you're just back there getting drunk, having fun. And unfortunately, for me, being the only one 18, that plays a big, important part in the story. Because, you know, it came time to roll out, and the people who brought the girl to the party kind of just gave off the vibe like they were going to leave this girl there. And it was getting cold. And I was like, yeah, you know, whatever, I'm out. And I was leaving. And I was leaving, I was leaving, and it's like God jumped in my head and said, you're really, you have a car. You're just going to leave that girl there. I'm like, well, I'm drunk in my head, or I'm talking to my voice. Well, I'm drunk. So what? You're drunk all the fucking time. Right? My voice is telling me, go back. You're doing the wrong thing. I said, all right, boys. My truck runs out of gas on the way back. So I guess the voice really wanted me to go back. Right? I'm glad I went back. Clears my conscience, right? It clears me totally. To know that I went back and I ran out of gas. I was running through this big-ass turf farm. I ran into a wire fence, cut my chest off, flipped over this damn fence. Now I'm like, what the F? But I happened to see an old friend of my sister's. Eyewitness. <laughs> Even better. So... I jump in the back of this guy's truck. He's like, what the hell are you doing out here? And I was like, well, I ran out of gas, but there was a pit party. And I have a feeling that, you know, they might have left this chick back here. If she's there, I was just going to try to see if we can get her to her house because she was passed out drunk. I said, all right. Rode around, spot the whole area. She wasn't back there. You know, what do you do at that point? Cool. Clear conscious. Drop me off a Wawa, please. Drop me off. I called my sister. My sister came. Got me at 2 in the morning. Gas, you know. That's it. You think everything's done. All right, cool. No. No, not even close. So it's probably about, I don't know, was it a full day later? But, you know, you start getting the calls from investigators. Like, what the hell's going on? Were you here, here, and here? Yes, I was. Well, you need to come down to the station. All right. So I go down to the station knowing that the only things I did wrong were Stupid things that a kid would do, like shooting rooster towels at a four-wheeler. And here we go. Here's a cop trying to interrogate me into being a rapist. Like, literally trying to feed me this shit. To the point that I literally lost lost my shit on these, on these cops. Like, no. I did nothing like that. Like, these cops were like, oh, are you sure you couldn't have tripped and just fell inside of this woman? And I'm like, what the fuck? Really, dude? <laughs> this is my version of reality. Your version of reality is pretty sick and friggin' twisted because nothing like that happened, right? At least not in my reality, it didn't. Did it happen? Who knows, right? The stories were horrific. Here's the problem with being 18 and parents again. Pay attention to your children. Especially when they're becoming young adults, teach them right, right? If I was taught properly, I would have saw that situation from a mile away and got the hell out of Dodge, 
but unfortunately I did not. So unfortunately, a couple things happened. My name got printed in the newspaper, huge, huge, like front page type of shit. And it didn't say rapist, it didn't have to. Not at all, it just, it put me on the scene. That's all that mattered. And that moment forever altered the course of who I was on the inside. It took a, it took the soul of me that was there, right? The alcohol kept, kept pushing around. The program kept pushing around. But at a very young age, I was already empathic. I loved animals. I loved just, I really loved life. But I loved to have fun in life. But you know, that moment changed me. You know, it took a little boy, right, in my eyes, because the way I was coddled by my mom, I was still just not developing correctly, right? Not as fast as everybody else. In my mind, keep this, I'm going to keep going there. The more lack of limitation that a kid has in their minds when they're growing up about who they are and what they're going to be, what do you think they're going to create, parents? All right? In my mind... From what I was taught as a child, from what I was growing into, from what the experience was, from what I was experiencing, from what I was seeing, right? Always remember that your experience is totally different than everybody else's. So much different. So anyway, imagine coming from a town, right, that... Is full of just the lowest of low vibrations. I'm talking about crazy ass people. <laughs> I one night because of this instant. Oh, we'll, we'll actually just wait on that. But you know, just what it did to me mentally, and then down to even having it all thrown out of court, never having to hire an attorney, none of it, and then going back to the newspaper and they print uh, a repeat story in the back of the newspaper. And I, it was one of them things early on in life, like not understanding why my parents didn't sue. And at that point, I was like, wow, because right around the same point, my my father kicked me in the face too. Still, this one still gets me, right? This one still gets me. Because just looking at, I get what reality is, right? But looking at life now, still don't get this one. Because of who my father was in my experience, the guidance he gave me at 18, what he said to me over the phone after, I guess one of his coworkers heard my name over the radio. My father straight said, I give up on you. Like, this is it. I give up on you. I'm like, wow, really? Wow, okay. Because inside of me, right then and there, it was telling me that, you know, and now I look back on this, it kind of creeps me out even more, but telling me that my father didn't believe me. So if my father didn't believe me, there must have been a little bit of that in my father. Right, my kids came to me with that, and literally, if you know how to love, you're going to open up your heart and you're going to get the truth. When you open up to love, nobody can lie to you anymore. It's a beautiful thing about being a conscious parent. You know, you feel your kids now, you feel their emotions, you feel their love, you feel their pain, you understand how to navigate it a little bit better. But back then, that was a really big kick in my face huge kick. I was going through something. Wow, falling apart inside in high school, like having people look at me like I'm this beast and, you know, 
I've already been running around with the wrong crowds. I've already been fighting. I've already been putting off that negative ass vibration. So, of course, these people believe it. What do you do, right? You know, a lot of drinking, a lot of crazy things have already happened in my life to this moment, right? So much has already happened to that moment. But that moment was a moment that took me and turned me into the beast. That moment was a moment that took me and turned me into a per person that would straight kill somebody if they tried to threaten my safety, right? Because I had so much fear inside of me. Fear, people. Straight fear. Like waking up and not wanting to even start the day every day. Like, fuck, what's going to happen today? It was not very long after that incident when this girl got out and really started just almost throwing this blame at me. Right? And I get it. She was embarrassed. She got drunk. She let herself. And who knows whatever happened. Who knows if the stories were rumors, if they were true, if they were made up by her. Doesn't matter to this day. Right? It created who I am. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to play that part in y'all's story. But, you know, when you're that young and you haven't hit your major growth spurt yet, right? You already started fighting, but it's not something that you enjoy. But now you know that you better get used to it. Because not very long after that that moment, there was a kid who was already running around calling himself Crazy Dave. <laughs> and, you know, I was already known as Crazy K. That was my little tag spray paint name back in the day. And it was because I was the guy who would do anything. It didn't matter. And after that moment, I really became the guy who would do anything that was life-threatening to himself. I was giving up. I didn't care at 18. All right. You don't want me here, I won't be here. That's simple. But I'm going to go out with a bang. I'm going to have a lot of fun. So at a very young age, you know what? All right, I'll dive down this bottle. This is my life. This bottle's my life right here. Okay, it's already ruining my life. Nobody told me to stop doing it yet. Nobody's actually sat me down and talked to me at this point in my, in my life. So I went harder because now I was trying to drink that away, right? And not only that, but I noticed with me when I had alcohol in me, it was a hell of a lot easier to, to just hit that switch and to change into something else. And that change was a fighter. And very early, people started testing me. People started threatening me. I got death threats daily. I had one group of people come to my house. It was another time I proved to myself that, yo, you're you're a lot you're a lot more badass than you think you are, right? Especially when I was sober. Especially if somebody was threatening me. You know, I've had her come to my house with people with guns, and I went out there and threw hands. I've had that young young woman almost knock one of my boys out. Yeah, she was that girl. <laughs> almost knocked him out, gave him a black eye. That was a scary night. I actually ran that night. I'll actually be honest on that one. Sorry, Shane. Like, I heard gun, and I thought baseball bat. <laughs> so I went bolting to my parents. Oh, they had this old-ass back door. I don't know why my parents never changed this back door of their house, but just had one key that locked it, like one of them deadbolts. <laughs> Slamming that thing behind me, locking that deadbolt. My boy coming to it, knocking, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I said, oh, sorry, bro. Didn't you know you are out there? 
no, sorry, bro. I was literally going to leave you to frig out there. <laughs> like, run faster next time. These are dumb things that we do in the moment of fear, especially when we're kids. Not knowing that fear is false evidence appearing real and there's really nothing to fear, right? But we don't know that. So these moments that I went through in my life, these programs, started building some really dark things. So really early on, started having some just weird things happen. Right, And I'm literally digging through my memory bank right now, which is where I should go to next because there's just so much of a mess after this. Because I literally did. Like, I changed. And I would literally go to the local Wawa and have people look at me and excuse my French. I know I've dropped a couple cuss words. I'm trying to clean this up because to be who I want to be, the person I want to be does not cuss. But, um... Yeah, I would straight just ask people what the F they were looking at and say I didn't even cuss. Um, and ask them, like straight up. like. And I knew, right? I didn't, I didn't have to guess. I knew. And living with that was very, very traumatic, right? Very, very traumatic. It was bad enough that at 14 years old, I had an anxiety attack from smoking weed. I think I might have skipped right over that one. So I guess we we better go touch base on that real quick because that was one hell of a moment for me. And it comes back to present day, but I'll go back to that story. I don't want to jump off track. I'll just come back real quick after this one and tell the, uh, the weed story. But I might have already did it. I think I did. The problem with doing podcasts like this is there are times where you think you upload it and then... It just, you go back in your phone, it's gone. It's like, ugh. That's the reason why I'm trying to just take some time out every morning to come out here and tell this story. So I just, I want other people to relate to it because my education now, my knowledge now, my wisdom now, with everything I've read and understanding personalities in this world, you know, there are books out there that will show you there's only really like 10 prime principal personalities and stories going on in this reality. So a lot of people will resonate with you too. See, that's the point of self-discovery. That's the point of personal development. That's the point of becoming an evolved mind. The point of it is to, you know, get to the realizations. Get to the point that you open up your heart. Get to the point that your story is powerful. Because then you're going to help other people too, just like I'm helping other people. So, at a very young age, being open up to the world, not knowing what I was going to do, right? Had no direction. At this point, I, I left high school, walked out, and I was just having nothing but problems in high school. Nothing but problems. Lots of fights even before this, just a lots of bad actions with teachers. I was this the disrespectful student, like I didn't listen to anything. I walked into the freaking front door smoking a cigarette, putting out a water fountain. <laughs> I was that kid. You know, skipping first period every single day to go to McDonald's and going to class. Like we all seen where my education was going, but listen, I knew that that was a scam from day one. Go back to the soup in kindergarten. I knew from the second I stepped in that box. 
Now, Dallas is an awkward-ass program about to go down, right? And it truly, truly is for all the people who came from public school. I can promise you, if you came from public school, you didn't come from the 100% love parents. Like You didn't have the parents that understood love. And they met, and they both had the same frequency of love and the same vibration of love. didn't matter how much money your parents made. But, obviously, they did well, didn't they? I haven't met people who came from love who haven't done well yet. I want to put that out there one more time. In my 45 years, I've never met one single person, not one, who comes from love and understanding and a high vibration and understanding what that means now, like looking at it and looking at the people I've come in contact with. I never met one person who behaved that way who struggled, not one. So really, really let that sit in, right, while you're going through the story because at any time you're relating to the story, there's a lot that you have to change about your life. We all do, right? I still do every single day. I go deeper, try to be a better person. But you know, that moment back then broke me so badly that I didn't want to be there anymore. I guess I thought that into my experience because I had some fun next. I'm not going to lie. Getting out of Collins Lakes, New Jersey was just what I needed. I went to an interview, met this crazy-ass guy named Scott. And, man, you want to sell speakers? Man, PMA, positive mental attitude. Like, this is personal development in a speaker sense. Before I had any idea what any, anything meant, right? Any, anything. No idea. And this company gave me the ability to stay out of lakes from morning till morning. Right, I literally would go to work and not come back until 10, 11 o'clock at night. Drunk as shit, wake up, <laughs> go back out, do it again. The speaker years were amazing. You're about to hear some just pretty cool, funny stories. And you'll see where I adapted to some cool programs that I literally got to use later on in life. Because when you realize that you can learn anything, you can do anything at any given moment, it'll make you smile, make you realize that, hey, you can quit that Walmart job. Your education in school wasn't your education. Your education afterwards, your education. That's where you can really make the difference. But we'll try to keep these episodes under 30 minutes. This one's at 22. I'm going to jump off. I'm going to come back to real quick to the weed story just in case I missed it. Because I can't remember. I don't want to go back through all this stuff. But... You know, the weed story is cool because of what it did for me, right? It kept me away from a lot of chemicals. And, uh, you know, just long story short, so I don't have to do this. At 14, I found a bag of weed. I was walking to my buddy's house, me and Mike Doherty, and we found it. And I think it might have been, <laughs> I, th- I think the first time I tried, we had just took one hit, didn't really do anything. This time, four of us got together. We met in the woods, pack of matches, tin full pipe windy as hell and literally took sulfur hits back to back back to back back to back that's what it felt like (laughs) so needless to say out of nowhere i get this heart pain the wood spin i jump up and i'm in a full-blown anxiety attack 
I think I'm freaking dying. There's pulsing sensations going through my body. I'm running down the street. My friends are like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. They're like, you're all right? And I'm like, no, I'm dying. So I start running. <laughs> I run into my cousin's house. He's not there. I do like a circle. And I, they all look at me. I'm like, I'm out. I'm running. Right? I go all the way home. Now my buddy Doc, he's at my house. I'm splashing one on my face. He's like, you all right? And I'm like, nah, dude, just get out of here. I don't want you to get in trouble. And look, this is the program. I'm going back to the Reagans, you peckerheads. When I was a kid, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Marijuana, that shit really did some damage to me. Because that's all that came to my mind, right? My brain is fucking on fire. It's cooking in a frying pan. And it's about to self-destruct. People, it's 2020. And it's going to raise your awareness. It is 2020. And weed is one of the most commonly things used now to cure disease. Where did our government drop the ball? How come they didn't know this? They did. It's just the design. When you look at the design, everything is here to distract and keep you from your path to looking to become enlightened. People get lucky. Some people find it in a sales book. Some people stumble into the right group of friends and find themselves at a convention. And maybe they start to hear the message there. Right? We all get our messages in different ways, but we'll get really deep into that later on. But that amazing story did do one thing for me at 14. It made me very aware of the powers of altering your mind. And I really didn't want to do that no more. So, from that point on, my, my passion was alcohol. So, no matter who I hung out with, I made sure I had plenty of alcohol, no matter what they were doing. But I did become that friend who would blow drugs off a plate if you, if you offered it to me. You know, I really was disgusted with drugs because that was an embarrassing moment at 14. It was another one that haunted me for a while in high school that... You know, I had to go through them moments. And that's why I'm saying I can't imagine what kids go through now with social media. You do something silly, it's like, blah, blah, blah. The egos come out to rip you up. But this is where teaching needs to change really, really quick. And I, before I go, um, I'm going to kind of curve the parenting coaching in this book and just stick to my story. Um, and I opened up prop, the proper parent, the proper parent. So that's going to be the name of the podcast. I'll put links in here. But I'm just going to do parenting content there. So that way, if you find this one and you like it, and you're like, you know, some of the terminology he's talking about, and I know I use that word a lot. It's my one of my smart words. <laughs> when you come from a guy who didn't have many smart words, every once in a while you get stuck on one. I don't know. I just like that one. But it'll it'll definitely help you in your everyday parenting right now. So even if you're a grandparent, keep in mind, 45, not many 45-year-old men have two kids under five. So you're getting the truthful awareness of parenting in that content. But let me jump off. I love you all. Until the next one. Bye.